Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now is Roxanne Jones. She is a former VP at ESPN, CNN opinion writer, Emmy-nominated producer, co-author of Say It Loud, an illustrated history of the black athlete, and CEO of the Push Marketing Group, a media strategy firm. Roxanne, good morning. Good morning, Solomon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. That's good. That's good. So uh, we we watched a weekend of football, and I wanted Detroit to win. And, Me too. And I wanted Baltimore to win. Me too. And they both lost. Me too. <laughs> Me too. You know, they they did. They yeah. did. Although I have to say that's what I wanted personally now that, you know, the Eagles are gone. But publicly, I picked San Francisco. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I have to do predictions for CNN. Mm-hmm. Don't have to, but like to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's who I have. But that was just, you know, for the masses. That's yeah. not really what's in my heart. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you pick them to go all the way? Yes, I did. Okay. All right. I, did. I don't know. Andy Reid, man. Listen, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I will not ever. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. I knew San Francisco would be there mm-hmm. and I figured he would be back because let's, you know, he's good, but I can't. I will never be rooting for him. Okay. All right. Well, it's not even a matter of rooting for him. He's just. It the is man is a student is, right? of the game. I mean, he's, he's yeah, he is. Oh my he goodness. is. He's a professor. He's like a professor yes. of the game. He's so, with a plan. He got a plan for yeah. it. <laughs> oh, a plan for every situation, yeah. which is how the other teams lost because yeah. they did not. Right. So, exactly. yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. It's fine. He's there, but mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Tennessee. This is a tough story. Um, Mm -hmm. Two black men and a Jewish man were lynched in Franklin, Tennessee in 1868. Some in the town want to memorialize it, but others fear that a memorial is going to dredge up too many bad memories and leave the town on the hook for reparations. Roxanne, this debate is going on all over the country. How do we Mm -hmm. resolve it? Well, I think it's a painful debate, but the resolve is we start telling the integral part that black Americans played in building this country. And it's not just, you know, chattel slavery. It's also the years of terror that followed after that. And lynching is, you know, that's part of it. We have a bunch of the interesting part about Franklin that I thought is that this wasn't even the most notorious lynching. And, you know, yes, the store owner was lynched. Most of the lynchings happened, of course, to black folks. But they actually, in 1888, hung a black man from the courthouse. He was, you know, because this was after slavery. He was having a trial accused of an Emmett Till-like violation against a white woman. Uh, And the, the mob went into the courthouse during the trial, dragged him out and hung him from the courthouse while police stood around and watched. And that was called, you know, like so. So the, the, the markers that they want to put up, not monuments, want to tribute, want to want to just make note of the history of Franklin, Tennessee, named after Ben Franklin um, of the the horrors that happened to residents who lived there, right? And all over the country. So after the lynching museum, you know, we got the lynching museum, other 
smaller communities where in the South, mostly where lynching was most prevalent, started looking at lynchings, local lynchings that they had with the same idea that if we're telling the history of Ben Franklin, Franklin, Tennessee, named after Ben Franklin and also after the bloody one of the most bloody, the bloodiest battles in the Civil War, the Battle of Franklin, they're sent. All of their tourism is based on seeing these Confederacy victories, celebrating the victories. Mm. You know, it's based on slavery. So the black alderman who proposed this is saying, uh, just like someone just said, we're awake. We now know our history and we want it recognized. So that's where this came from. It's not about monuments or statues. These are placards. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I read some of the proposed language and it says, you know, there were more than 4,000 lynchings across the United States. Mm -hmm. Franklin County was not spared from that. We want to honor the history, the full history of, you know, the making of this nation and our town. And, you know, it's not, it's just words on a plaque. And so, so to, to have a town that is, um, prides itself on tourism based around the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. And then to to act like if you put a few plaques up, it's actually three plaques, one in the cemetery and two in a public town square. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they're asking to do. And, you you know, have the governor, Bill Lee, and then Marsha Blackburn, who is the ranking senator, you know, acting like everything's going to fall apart and there'll be race riots in the street. Mm-hmm. If you put up a plaque that talks about that marks, yes, black people were lynched here, along with these Confederate victories, along with the Battle of Franklin, the bloodiest battle where I forget I was reading the history because it's so fascinating. And it and it is similar to many other southern towns, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of thousands of black former slaves fought for the Union and Franklin. Like we we were the most population there, of course, after slavery, and we lined up to fight for the Union. And so. Their goal is um, this project that wants to put the markers is to just tell the full history of the town. Yeah. The full history. And that's what they're asking. And I think that's what these conversations are always about. Mm-hmm. It's never about the statue yeah. or a museum. Yeah. It's about the full history of America. Uh, and because we have we we do now um, we're have full fuller awareness of our history, the backlash is coming, whether that's book bans, which they have in Franklin, Tennessee, mm. at the library, right? Age appropriate books, that's actually a law. You know, they're they're doing this universal school vouchers where they're taking public funds to pay for private schools. That's a very conservative Almost 20 states now have that. It sounds like a really open thing, but it's not because right. it's just a voucher that helps you pay for a scholarship at a private all-white school. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and so I think when we hear these stories, we should just be cognizant of it's not about a statue. Like dig a little deeper. It's really about telling the true history, which we're all talking about in school. Right. Let's learn our true history. It's telling the true history of America. And lynching is certain the years of horror that followed, uh, you know, the the I won't even say freeing of the slaves because that's not really what it was. Um, but we need to know the, f- the full history. Mm-hmm. And the only way you do that culturally, of course, you do it in the classroom. But all of these things have seeped into our culture, whether they're statues honoring Ben Franklin and all these Confederate, um, you know, victories in the Civil War. Or whatever else it is, naming schools after enslavers, naming colleges after enslavers, you know, all of these things have seeped into our history, into our conscious, and they erase 
black people completely. They and, and erase here's, us. Here's the thing about that, Roxanne. You know, it's not that 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 when they do that, there's no purpose behind it. It's not by happenstance. It's not, oh, this That's was right. just a popular That's right. person. No, they right. do that to send a message. Right. That's what it's really about. And that's why they fight that's so right. hard against things like that, because the message really that's is right. white supremacy. That's the message. And so if that's you right. start talking about the, the dark side of that, if you start talking about the evil of that, if you start talking about the lynchings right. uh, and the murders right. and the castrations right. and the rapes and all right. of these right. things that happen, well, then that puts a stain on the real message that they want to put across, which is white supremacy. That's right. I mean, you can't have a the, the specifically town celebrating one of the bloodiest battles in the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Got all these kind of monuments. You base your tourism off of it. Most of the tourist dollars go right to where the little battle was. They go to the house that the slaves built. They look at the slave quarters. That's like the number two mm -hmm. tourist attraction. Mm -hmm. And so now to put a plaque up in the cemetery or a public park that talks about lynching, that talks about the same era, what actually happened, the full history of the Civil War yeah. and the repercussions when the Confederacy lost, if you're based on tourism and the history of America and even the Confederacy, that's what happened. Yeah. We hung, started hanging people from the courthouse. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, the law said we had to treat people equal, so we had these trials, but then the Klan would mob the courthouse and hang people from the courthouse mm -hmm. while police stood by. Mm -hmm. Nobody was masked, nobody was ever prosecuted. And so that is the history of this town. Mm -hmm. The governor happens to live in the town. It's also like a bedroom community, so wreath. Um, you know, Cheryl Crow, Justin Timberlake, you know, it's got all these like plantation like mansions. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 um, the black population has dwindled. I think now it's like six percent. Mm -hmm. And so every year or every census, it's going down. Um, but this is what they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, and this is really what's what what people are talking about. This is the underpinnings of wherever this conversation is happening. It is about uh, the full story of American history. Mm. And so we can't just be upset when we hear book bans or, you know, we got to connect the dots. Yeah. It's nuanced, right? Agreed. So teaching history in the classroom, you know, embedding our culture with rewriting the, the history that's been taught to us and that is all around us and that we live in and just accept, uh, it's all connected. So that I think that's what this story is about. And then there's another story that I, that I want to talk about this morning, the story of three black soldiers, two mm -hmm. from Georgia, one from, I believe, Willingboro, New Jersey, who were killed in a weekend drone strike on a U.S. base in Jordan near the Syrian border. How should the Biden administration handle it, Roxanne? And should should this make black Americans more concerned about what's going on in the region? Well, I think how Biden should handle it. If I you know, listen, that's what he's trying to figure out now. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, you know, and if this is how wars are fought. This is a drone attack. And can we really with technology ever feel safe? And what the background on this, of course, as you said, it's where uh, Syria and Jordan and Iraq meet mm -hmm. the border. And so this outpost, Tower 22, is where the U.S. has maintained a presence because we allege that this is a sneaky highway where you can get arms and weapons into Iraq. You know, Syria uses it to take arms into Iraq. So we have a presence there. I think about 350 Americans live on this military base, according to the Pentagon. Mm. But what is what what um, I think it was a Wall Street Journal broke and is that the drone 
uh, the enemy drone was mistaken for a friendly drone because it had the same flight pattern as a U.S. drones, mm. which is a hack, right? Mm. So what what the what the really intelligence is trying to figure out is like how who has the intelligence to mimic the air patterns of a U.S. drone. Yeah. So there's some espionage stuff going on there. They thought it was a friendly drone, which is why there was no reaction to it. And then everybody's sleeping. It kills our three from Georgia, Army reservists from Georgia, mm -hmm. all black, mm -hmm. uh, and injures like 40 others, like completely unprepared, yeah. no, didn't know what it was, comes in. And I think we'll see more of that. It's a drone war. It's a technical war, right? Like war games. And so... Of course, the concern is, although Biden's talking tough, we will react. And but, but like, how? What does this mean? Are we now engaged in a war? Right? Are we now in the Middle East? Is it's so we're going to? How are we? He, they, he's, they've been very cautious about how they're reacting. And um, you know, you killed three of us. Is this a Netanyahu response? Now we're going to go and bomb all of you out. Yeah. We're not doing that. Right. Everybody has a bomb there. Like forget about before it used to be nuclear bombs, whatever. Now it's drones. Everybody has at least Iraq and Syria. They have this technology. So it's not that easy, um, you know, tit for tat. So I think Biden is being conservative and they also don't know who did it. Mm -hmm. So there are many groups that could have done it. There are a group called the Islamic resistance is saying they did it. But the Pentagon's like, uh, you know, we don't know because now, you know, we can't really say there's so many groups that could have done it that have the technology to do it. You know, it's not like before where you have one target and they did it and go in and do some isolated bomb. As we can see from Israel, you know, it's it's like kill everybody. Yeah. So do we want do we want that mentality? And not to mention, Biden is kind of on the hook because his his black voter block right. is not happy what's going what's going on over there mm -hmm. and his stance and so now it will be look viewed as Israel got us into World War Three or World War Ten or what what it, are we really like that's how this all started mm -hmm. so no one has lost sight of that uh, and so I think you know for black folks we should be concerned because you know we're always on the front lines. Yeah. Even though this was just supposed to be a watch post, mm -hmm. you know, how many of us are over there mm -hmm. doing this work? And are we really prepared? They had no prep whatsoever. They're sleeping. You know, the drone comes in. Are they if we are going to be over there, are we really prepared with everything we need to protect our troops? Because yeah. you can't be halfway. You know, if somebody can snatch technology, which is the game, how you would play a war game, you know, how do we know our what are we doing? What is the president doing to make sure troops are doing whatever they do, you know, think they protect our interests? Mm -hmm. But are we just sending people over there to be killed? And who is getting sent over there? And here's the without other question. proper protection. Right. And here, mm -hmm. here's the other question in, in terms of the political ramifications, because I think. This is this is politic. This is it right here. Mm -hmm. uh, this is it. You know, stuff like the border. You can take that and and get everybody all up in arms about that. You could take stuff like this and mm -hmm. everybody's all mm -hmm. up in arms about it. But when when the president is trying to get uh, black support, when he's trying mm -hmm. to shore up this black support that he fr quite frankly can't win without, um, That's how right. do you respond? When three black soldiers get killed and the families are saying, "Look, man, we don't want this thing to spread over That's there." Right. You know, we, we want you to have a measured response. And but the black community's looking like, yeah, okay, well, do you care when black soldiers get killed? Right. You know? Right. It's a tough it's, spot. It's, it's right. And why are we over there anyway? Yep. 
why are we letting Netanyahu pull us into, you know, these situations? Why? Mm -hmm. Because it's not something that we, you know, like somebody came over here about like people, that's how people think. You know, I myself, I'm like, oh, so now it's on mm-hmm. all over. The, we're going to war. What? Mm-hmm. What is what is happening? Right. That's not who I want to vote for. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think it's really um, one. It's predictable. Like people who were looking at this from the start were like, nope, it's going to it's going to grow because Israel was already dinking bombs in Lebanon, Syria. They've already been Israel. Netanyahu has already been shooting bombs over the, or making attacks over the border, mm-hmm. over these borders. There have been skirmishes. You've talked about them some. Yeah. So if we're walking hand in hand with them, this is because the, the retaliation was not meant for the U.S. It was meant it was against Israel, mm-hmm. our support of Israel. So. That's what it is. That's that's who our partner is. That's what we're walking into. And it was predictable. And now we've got to figure out and Biden has to figure out how this is handled. But, you know, I see it on both sides. If you are saying all in, then how are you protecting? Like, honestly, how are you protecting U.S. troops from drones, from technology, from hackers? Yeah. How, How does that go? Yeah. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. That's Roxanne Jones. She's a former VP at ESPN, CNN opinion writer, Emmy-nominated producer, co-author of Say It Loud, and illustrated history of the black athlete and CEO of the Push Marketing Group, a media strategy firm. Roxanne, as always, thanks so much. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 